I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you're seriously considering a surprise wedding or a secret wedding, then you are in the right place. So today's episode is all about how to tell people that you got married. And you might be thinking, like, what do you mean? Obviously, everyone's going to know we got married when the officiant says, I now pronounce you married. You may seal it with a kiss. So obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who decide to have either a surprise wedding or a secret wedding or even just an elopement or a small wedding or a micro wedding, whatever you want to call it. So you have this sort of secret or surprise or just small intimate wedding? And then how do you share that news with the rest of the people in your life, all your friends and family who weren't there to see it in person? And this is something that I know a lot of 2020 couples are doing just with the way the pandemic is sort of changing weddings. It's kind of impossible to have big, you know, 150, 200, 300 person weddings. So a lot of people are opting to do these smaller weddings, elopement style, Um, Some people are doing them in secret. Some people are just, you know, keeping it small and they're wondering, how do I share that news with uh, everyone else in my life? And it is actually a little bit more complicated than just posting on Facebook. So I'm going to get into that in today's episode. So the first thing that you're going to want to do when you're thinking about how to announce your marriage is you want to make sure that nobody beats you to it. This is sort of like when you announce your engagement, the last thing you want to do is, you know, call up your grandma and she says, yeah, I know I saw it on Facebook or like, oh, your aunt already called me or something like that. So you really want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So if you are worried, if you think there's some people who, you know, are in your inner circle who are coming to your small wedding who might start to leak the news, have a chat with those people ahead of time, you know, letting them know like, hey, we're only having, you know, eight guests at our wedding. And it's really important to us that we get to share the news. So, um, you know, if you could please keep it to yourself, if you could keep things quiet, please don't tell anybody we'd really appreciate it. You could try to have some sort of a 
no social media or no phones policy at your wedding, that's a little bit hard to enforce. You know, it is the 21st century. People have a very hard time being apart from their phones, staying off social media. And you don't want to be, you know, worried on your wedding day. Oh, I saw a phone or, oh, somebody was on Instagram. Like that's not what you need to be worrying yourself about. You could try that. Um, or you could just, you know, even just ask people, Hey, we really appreciate, you know, you want to take pictures, whatever you need to check your Instagram, go for it. But we really appreciate if you don't post anything until, you know, a week later or something like that. Um, you might have to tell some people ahead of time. So there might be some people who are not going to be coming to your, you know, elopement, surprise wedding, whatever it is. And you might have to let them know about it ahead of time, just because they're, you know, that important to you. So in this example, I'm thinking maybe parents or siblings, best friends, grandparents, people who, you know, if you were having that big wedding, they would be like number one on the guest list. But for whatever reason, you've decided to go small and they can't make it. Maybe they have to travel. Maybe they're immunocompromised or maybe you just decided like, F it. The two of us are going to the desert and we are doing this thing. We don't need anybody else. And maybe those people need a little bit of a heads up. So that's totally up to you. And it's going to be dependent on your unique situation, you know, who you need to tell and when, but just be aware that there might be some people in your life who would benefit from hearing the news beforehand, and they'll be more hurt if they wait and hear it afterwards. But basically, the bottom line here is you really do want to have a plan for when and how you're going to share the news of your marriage. It's not something you want to wing. It's not something you want to think about, you know, a couple days after your wedding, because at that point, it might have already gotten out and there might be some people who are a little bit upset. So have a plan and make the plan to share it pretty soon. You don't want to wait, you know, days, weeks, months after your wedding, because the longer you wait, the more likely it is that somebody's going to let something slip and then you're not really in control of how you share the news. When you do decide to share the news and let everyone know that you got married, lead with positivity. So something like, oh, we're so excited to let you know we got married. Like, we couldn't wait. We're married. We're super excited to be newlyweds, husband and husband. So excited that we're now wives. And we can't wait to continue enjoying your friendship and celebrating with you in our new married stage of life. So just keep things really upbeat. Keep the focus on your marriage because that is the point, right? So let people know that you're so stoked to actually be married, to be spouses, and that you can't wait to, you know, see them in the future, celebrate with them, just enjoy this married stage of life with them. You don't want to go into it apologizing like, oh, we're so sorry you couldn't be there. It's so unfortunate that we couldn't have a big wedding. It sucks that you missed it because, yeah, all that stuff is true. But what a downer, right? Nobody wants to open a card with three lines of like, unfortunately, I'm sorry. It sucks. Like, just keep it happy. Keep it positive. Keep the focus on the marriage because that's really the important part, right? This lifetime commitment that you've made, the fact that you are married, that's exciting. And that's what people should be celebrating. When you are announcing your marriage, it should be a celebration and people excited to hear that you got married and they get to celebrate that not a like so sorry you didn't make it to the party kind of an announcement so flip the script on that a little bit because who can be mad at a couple who just got married hopefully hopefully nobody <laughs> you might have a few people in your family who are like oh yeah that one aunt she'll be pretty mad um, but hopefully the majority of the people are just really happy to hear that you got married and they are excited for you and you might even get some gifts so definitely go positive be happy smiles on your faces my next sort of section here is to leave room for some hurt feelings. So kind of along the lines of that aunt who, you know, might be upset, a grandparent, a parent, a really close friend, 
Um, you could probably can already think of some people in your life who will be hurt that they weren't invited or hurt that they didn't hear about this ahead of time or even just upset that you didn't do a big traditional wedding. You know, there might be some people who wanted you to get married um, in a religious space or at, I don't know, a traditional family venue. Maybe everyone in your family's got married at the same hall and you're not going to do that or everyone got married in the same city and you're not going to do that. So just expect that to happen. I think it helps to go into something like this and know that like, hey, we're doing something completely unconventional, non-traditional. We are eloping. We're getting married in secret. We're having a micro wedding. We're having a surprise wedding, whatever it is. And just acknowledge that there will be people in your life who don't understand it, who are maybe upset by it, and just kind of leave room for those feelings. Uh, it's just, it's most important that you and your partner are really comfortable in your decision and that you know why you had the wedding that you did. So there's nothing wrong with small weddings. It's it's my preferred wedding. I think they're, they're better. They're cheaper. They're more intimate. You get to spend more time with the people you love. That might just be your style, right? So there's nothing wrong with those weddings. And like I said, you don't need to apologize for the type of wedding that you had, but you do need to be cognizant that not everyone is going to be 100% on board with that right away. So let people feel their feelings, give them space, whatever they need, be sympathetic, but don't apologize for your choices. You don't have to bend over backwards. I'm so sorry. We shouldn't have had that wedding without you. Oh, you know, he pressured me into it or, or she made me do it. Don't throw your partner under the bus, not your, not your brand new spouse. Don't blame it on them, but just acknowledge that, yeah, some people are going to feel hurt and you can say, you know, I'm really sorry you're feeling that way. You know, I, ho I hope we can chat about this at another time. Um, and, and kind of leave it at that. I would leave the person some space and don't let them dampen your mood because, you know, after you get married, that should be a really happy, exciting time. You're newlyweds. Maybe you have some sort of a honeymoon or something planned or just, I don't know, just basking in the fact that you are married and you're, you know, wearing rings and it's all exciting and you shouldn't be dealing with, you know, hours of phone calls of relatives crying because they couldn't be there. So if that is the kind of reaction you're getting, it's time to set some boundaries and just say, you know, I'm so sorry you're, you're feeling hurt right now. Let's talk at another time and hang up or call in some reinforcements, you know, call somebody who is on your side and say, hey, I need you to deal with Aunt Petunia because she's being a lot right now. <laughs> that is totally okay if you need to set up those boundaries. Um, and that might actually be why you decided to have that smaller or secret or surprise wedding because of some of these family issues and people who don't respect boundaries and, and don't appreciate what you and your partner have. So just as long as the two of you are really comfortable with the type of wedding that you had and you loved it and you love each other and you are happily, happily married, that is what is important. And other people will hopefully get on board because honestly, like, what are they upset about? Are they upset that they didn't get to... Um, eat some, you know, mediocre chicken at a reception, or they upset they didn't get to see you for three minutes when you came over to the table to say cheers, um, upset they didn't get to dance to music from the 2000s. Like, <laughs> I know weddings are fun and everything, and it's an honor to be invited, but the actual logistics of it, it's like, it should not be that big a deal if you didn't get invited to somebody else's wedding, and you should find a way to be happy for them, for their marriage and for their decision and, you know, the life that they've decided to live and be with each other. So hopefully everyone in your friend and family group gets on board with that and they do not make this, you know, a big thing that becomes an issue in your family. And if they do, again, it is time to set some very healthy boundaries. 
All right, so let's get into how you will actually share the news. So you got married, you had your mini little wedding, and now you are deciding to share the news. So for the people who are closest to you, you know, those people who potentially might be upset or the people who, if you were going to have that big wedding, you know, they're number one on the list, close family, close friends. It's awesome if you can call them, kind of try to do maybe a video call so you can see their faces, show off the ring. Or even if you're able to see them in person, maybe you could do like a drive-by or depending on how the pandemic's going in your area, maybe you can actually see them in person, you know, have them over for dinner, meet at a restaurant. If you can share the news face-to-face -face or at least live, you know, in person, that is awesome. I will say the caveat here being if you have someone who you think is going to react poorly and you, you know, you're not really in a space to deal with their emotions or you just think both of you could use some space, then it might be a situation where like an email or a text or even a old fashioned, you know, letter is a better way to do it, then they can sort of see the news, have their own reaction, adjust, and then maybe they'll pick up the phone a day or two later to call and congratulate you or you can check in, you know, later in the week or something like that. So, you know, each case I would say is unique. So you know your family and friends best, but for the people who are just gonna be so overjoyed and excited for you and they're your, your number ones, try to give them a call or see them in person. You could also do, you know, for people sort of the next tier out. So maybe like cousins, aunts, uncles, other friends who, you know, you're, they're good friends with, but they're not like your absolute ride or dies. You could do an email blast where you send out a whole like, we're married, big email to everybody. Or you could, you know, if you kind of want to make it a little bit more individual, you could sit down and just have a huge telephone day. I know talking on the phone is like <laughs> a really big deal to us millennials. We have a hard time with it. But if you are one of the millennials who doesn't mind the phone, you could set up uh, a day where you and your partner sit down and put it on speakerphone. You just call everyone in your phone list and let them know. And as much as we all hate the phone, hopefully those are really joyful conversations and it's exciting to hear everyone's voice and hear their reaction. Um, kind of like when you announce your engagement, social media should be the last place where you are making this announcement. So you want to make sure that you have spoken or at least, you know, emailed or texted everyone who is important to you in your life. So kind of everyone who you have, you know, seen in the last few months, maybe pandemic withstanding in the last year, anyone who you text regularly or communicate with regularly, probably close, you know, family members, basically anyone who, you know, you don't want the first place for them to find out that you got married to be Facebook. Make sure those people already know before you post anything on social media. I know a lot of people even like to wait until they get their wedding photos back to post on social media. And that's totally fine. You can be married for months and months before you actually post it, right? Like you, as long as all those other people in your life already know and you've already told them, then you don't really have to make that social media announcement anytime soon. That can be something that comes weeks or months down the line. It's totally up to you. Another thing people like to do is they like to actually send out paper announcements. So this is more traditional. It's more old fashioned when people would get married, you know, they'd put an announcement in the paper or they'd send out little, um, almost like postcards. They would send those out to friends and family, letting them know. And that's actually kind of a sweet way to do a marriage announcement that is a little bit more formal. Um, so people are actually getting that in the mail and it kind of is, I don't know, a little bit more, um, I guess fancy if you're trying to keep things, you know, on that level of a wedding when people would get paper invitations and paper thank you cards. It's kind of nice to get a paper announcement about your marriage. And you can definitely do this on the cheap. There are lots of um, websites out there 
I'm sure you can find tons in your area or in your country that allow you to make postcards. You can do up a little graphic for free on Canva, insert your photos, print it off from one of these websites. I know I did this for Christmas one year and it's way cheaper to do postcards than it is to do actual like cards with envelopes, the double-sided and all that. So you can just do postcards. And I think I got like 50 postcards for $10 or something like that. So it is very, very affordable. And you can do that. And you, I know there's companies where you can even like input all the addresses and they will mail them all for you. So whatever it is you want to do. And a reminder, again, I think I brought this up on my episode all about wedding stationery, but you only need to send one per household, not one per person. So you might think like, oh, we were going to have 200 guests. I don't want to send out 200 postcards. Likely that's going to be closer to 75 to 100 postcards because a lot of those people probably live at the same place. You could also combine this with holiday cards or if you were sending, I don't know if you send out birthday cards or birth announcements or whatever it is you send out, but if you happen to be getting married around the holidays or just before the holidays, it can be super cute to send out something that's, you know, happy holidays and we got married or there's adorable puns about, you know, Merry Christmas, we got married, that sort of thing. Whatever it is you celebrate, that can be a nice two-in-one if you're planning to send out holiday cards anyways. You just add in the little, oh, and guess what? <laughs> we got married. So that's a great way to do it. Another thing I wanted to address here is a lot of couples who are doing these smaller, intimate, elopement style weddings in 2020 or in 2021 are talking about doing big receptions and celebrations afterwards. And that's something that they would usually include in their marriage announcement. They'll say, oh, we're so excited to let you know uh, we got married on such and such a date and we'll be hosting a big reception on such and such a date, save the date. So it's kind of a marriage announcement slash save the date. Um, so the first thing I'll say about this is that these are not mandatory. If you are so happy with your small wedding, if that's all you ever wanted, or even if you went into it thinking, oh yeah, yeah, we'll do the small thing this year and we'll have the big party next year. But then after the small wedding, you're like, you know what? That was actually great. I don't need anything else. I feel very married. I had the time in my life. I had, you know, a few people there who I absolutely love and I don't feel the need to spend $20,000 on a party next year. That is fine. These things are not mandatory. You do not have to have a reception. You do not have to host a party for everyone. Um, I feel like a lot of couples are feeling that pressure to do something, you know, even if it's a barbecue or a potluck or a picnic or something, just they feel like they have to do something because that's just what people do. People have big weddings, but that is not true. You can definitely have a small wedding and you don't have to have any sort of celebration afterwards. If you are saying, but I want to, but I want to have a big reception and party. I want to have the dance floor and the DJ and the cake and the dress and all that. That is amazing. I still encourage you to put all of your dreams, all of your wedding dreams into the small event that you're having this year, because the future is so uncertain, right? Like if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we really have no clue what's coming next. So there is a very good chance that your party next year will have to be postponed again or changed or altered somehow, or, you know, a loved one could not be there, whatever it is. So do, do it all out for this one, you know, wear your perfect wedding outfit, go to that restaurant you always dreamed of, hire the photographer, bring your parents or, you know, whoever it is who has to be there there. Don't, um, don't think of this one as just like, you know, a little joke or just like, oh, this is just the paperwork. And then we're going to have a big thing. This one should be special. This is it's still your wedding day, right? It's important. So make it special. And if you do have that celebration afterwards, amazing. It's not mandatory. And it's also not guaranteed. So 
don't don't put all of your hope onto this thing that is a year or two years away because even you know your life could change you could have children or a new house or a new city or a new job and you just might not be in a situation where you can hold a big reception anymore so go all out for this one and that doesn't mean spend all your money just sort of all the things that are important to you make sure that they do happen i will also say you might not want to commit to a date yet if you're letting people know hey we got married in october but save the date because we're having a reception next november a lot of people cannot save a date that is a year away that's really far or even you know there's people i know who are getting married in 2022 and they're wondering like oh should i send out the save the date now no please don't do that nobody can save your date if it's more than a year in advance um, people just don't know their lives that far in advance. They don't have their calendars out. So it's going to be very hard for them. If you know, you have your top 10 people, your besties, your wedding party, your parents, whoever it is, just text them and let them know what the date is. They can save it. But like your third cousin does not need to be able to save your date. Um, and just, again, we have no clue what's going to happen. So you don't want to send out these marriage announcements slash save the dates to 200 people then to find out that, oh, I need to cancel or I need to postpone or I need to shrink the guest list or something like that. So you don't want to have yourself committed to this date and all of these people because a lot can change in that much time. So you can say something sort of vague, like, you know, we're so excited to announce our marriage and to celebrate our union with you in the future. And that sort of leaves it open-ended. That could mean, hey, we're super excited to host a big reception or it could mean hey we're super excited to you know cheers our beer glasses together the next time we see you it can be whatever you want it to be and in my opinion that's sort of the best way to go forward right now just with the world being so uncertain you don't know what that big celebration is going to look like and you can always tell people to save the date at a later time or never if you decide that that big reception is just not for you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope I gave you some great tips and advice for how to announce your marriage. Congratulations, by the way. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, your wedding should first and foremost make you and your partner happy.